Good morning, and welcome to Politics on the Rocks. That was The Siren by Graveyard. I'm your host, Nick, joined with me today. As is joined with me every week, the Three Stooges, Cameron, hey. Boogie, Hello. and Chris. Either. I almost said Nick. Anyway, <laughs> um, what do we got for you guys this week? We have some stuff. Um... I guess first and foremost, though, uh, we got our base bro of the week. Um, is it is his name? <sighs> While you do that, I'm going to do special guest. Yeah. All right. Special guest this evening, toasted. Oh, not toasted, but it's a new Lou, and it is toasted. Straight <laughs> bourbon whiskey. Uh, this is um, one I got when I was up in Louisiana. Uh, wait, Kentucky. Kentucky. Is wow. it from Louisiana? I was thinking of, uh, I don't know. Said Nola? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Nola. No, Nola stands for Nolans. Nola. New, New Orleans. Am I quiet? I feel quiet. New Orleans? Uh, no, Nolans. No, it's uh, Louisville. <laughs> New Louisville. It's New oh, okay. Louisville. Yeah, yeah. Or, or as the locals like to call it, Louisville. Or <laughs> New Lou. Yes, I've heard people from Kentucky pronounce it Louisville. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Very weird. Anyway, our base bro of the week. All right. What? Were you done? No, I wasn't done. All right, go ahead and finish. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think? I we think did it on ice because the hundred warm. Very good. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah 113 proof. It's it's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good with the ice, hot though. fire. But with ice, it's good. And we've had, I think we've had one it's, upwards um, of 110s that you don't necessarily need ice for. But yeah. this one is definitely benefits from an ice cube. Not in a bad way, though. Yeah. It's not like no, wait, hot in a bad way. It complements it for sure. Yeah, no, it's still, you know, it doesn't just like tastes like straight alcohol or anything like that no. it's uh it it has a pretty good taste to it yeah. i love the color too it's like a dark copper color yeah it looks great it looks great in this glass looks like there, there should be a mosquito inside there uh with dinosaur dna oh like yeah like the amber uh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like what the fuck is he talking about anyway our base bro of the week paul pelosi Paul Pelosi, 82, is arrested at 11.44 p.m. and charged with driving under the influence and driving with a blood alcohol content of 0.08% or higher, according to the Napa County Criminal Justice Network's public booking record. Oh, come on. They're not going to tell us the exact. Yeah, I know. I was hoping they were. Uh, yeah. Hoping to be like a 0.36. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like drunk off of that. Well, that, that's, I mean, that's the, uh, the charge, I guess. I don't know. Uh Pelosi was attempting to cross State Road 29 when his 2021 Porsche was hit by a 2014 Jeep traveling northbound on the road, according according to a collision report from the California Highway Patrol, 
which doesn't identify either driver as being at fault in the crash. Troopers were called to the scene just before 10.30 p.m., the report said. There were no injuries reported in the crash, and the Jeep's driver was not arrested. CNN has reached out to the Highway Patrol and the Napa County Sheriff's Office for additional details. Bail was set at 5000 according to the booking report, and records indicate Pelosi was released Sunday morning. The speaker will not be commenting on, on this private matter, which occurred while she was on the East Coast. A statement from Drew Hamill, Pelosi's spokesperson, said, CNN reached out for an updated statement after the collision report was released. The speaker was in Rhode Island on Sunday to speak at Brown University's commencement ceremony. Paul Pelosi, a native of San Francisco, has been married to Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi since 1963. The two have five children. Wow, they have five children. Can you imagine Nancy Pelosi as your commencement speaker? I did. Like, that would be so hard to sit through. It's already hard enough. Right when I read yeah. that, I was thinking that. I'm like, man, I would be pissed after having spent that much time and money at a college to have to listen to her right. at the end of it all. How old is my guy? 82. Oh, oh wow. Damn. She's like, damn, damn it, Paul. How, I can't how leave old you is Nancy? For Nancy's got to be. I yeah, mean, she's in her 80s there. also. They're freaking agent. Agent. Yeah. Why? Man. It's crazy. We let these people. Well, I, I like that they mentioned that she was on the other coast. I like, <laughs> just threw it in there. Yeah. Like, she wasn't with them. She wasn't there. <laughs> Goddamn poor people driving around in their Jeeps. Uh, <laughs> be more careful. I mean, how, granted, that was a CNN article, but it, it almost read like... Uh, like exonerating him, kind of? Yeah, like, oh, he just turned onto a road and got hit. The Jeep hit him, right? Yeah, like, did he cut the guy off? <laughs> I or? mean, who doesn't drive drunk a little bit? I know. You know? That's like one thing that kind of made me like him. I'm like, he's pretty based. <laughs> yeah. But like, we always say he's our base bro. If he, but, if he didn't hit anybody... What's a DUI to that guy? Not a damn yeah. thing. Na- Nancy, That nay. guy's got so much damn money, he doesn't know what to do with it. Nancy, nay. Paul, yay. Well, yeah. <laughs> not only that, it's not like he's going to be, like, like getting a job where his arrest <laughs> record matters. Like, who's going to look at that? Yeah, he's, he's a stock trader. He just does really good on stocks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like if you're stock traders, he's really good at picking them for some reason. If stock trader's not drunk... On the weekends, like you're, there's a problem. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's a the the, uh, the guy that got in town for they, he was like a stock guy. Uh, I don't know. Somebody was telling me about it, but three two nine six two or whatever the magazine mm-hmm. they like put him on blast for like getting arrested with a little cocaine. But I'm like, he's a real estate guy. Or I mean, he's a stock guy. I'm like, yeah. If you're don't you want guy, you, you got you got to do a little cocaine on the weekends? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's a you know you're you're constantly stressed out. You're looking at the charts, looking at those those peaks, those those valleys. Those like you don't you don't want flags, him to like those go bull flags, those... That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want my guy blowed out of his mind like. Twenty four seven. I want my, I want my guy paying attention. I yeah. want him to see the patterns. You know, he's got he's, he's got to do a little stuff to see the yeah. patterns. Yeah. When, yeah. That, when that clock hits nine thirty <laughs> Eastern time, I want him to be. A, mm-hmm. <laughs> already have a, a key, little key bump. Yeah. yeah. How much animal did you do? Or forty key bumps? You know, yeah. whatever. Uh yeah, good time. So, uh, <laughs> so this week we are talking about uh, a. Wait, is this like a side thing? The bottom um, here. I kind of threw that in there so you guys could read up. Right. Read on so it it's mainly. Uh, I think the other two things are our main topics. Yeah, it's mainly. I mean, you know, with uh, some recent events, I think the biggest political discussion, or uh, yeah, I guess the the biggest national conversation, I suppose, better way to word that, is uh, gun control and you know just what all that entails after the. Uvalde? Uvalde. How do you pronounce that? You know? No, Uvalde. and I don't care. 
<laughs> like, I will never hear about this town ever again. Yeah. Uh, some Texas town. Yeah, some Texas town where... A very tragic... Yeah, terrible, terrible stuff. Yeah, it's um, not good. Uh, yeah, is so this it, an article? Or? It's good to say that this episode will mainly be talking about the incident, the aftermath with what the politicians are doing right now, and some things have happened in Florida that tie into it a little bit, and... Oh. Yeah, let's get after it. Yeah. All right. For sure. Who's opening this bad boy up? So we got... Well, there the... were 18 bad kids, right? That I think it's at school. Ni- wasn't it 19? <laughs> 18, oh, 18 bad kids. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. There was one bad kid at Bookie. Very naughty We're not kids sure what he was. That Santa <laughs> sent someone to take care of him. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? So, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess so one thing... Um, I could kick this off with is the one of the big kind of talking points is like, you know, oh, you know, these politicians care more about accepting money from the NRA than, you know, saving kids uh, from, you know, getting shot up and and whatnot. Um, I think it's first of all, it's important to realize that, you know, as much media attention as this stuff gets, it's pretty rare, (laughs) you know, Uh, the the chances of of dying in a sh- uh, you know mass shooting are are infinitesimally small. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know that that word. I should have <laughs> I should have right. I should have picked a different word. Uh, but um, anyway, so there's that. But then the other thing is there is so much more funding that goes into anti gun lobbying yeah. than there is going into pro gun lobbying. It's That's like, such an outdated. I don't argument. have the the numbers, but it's like. It's at least ten times more money going towards anti-gun lobbying than for pro-gun lobbying. So, you know, if you're saying that politicians are just going to side which what, wherever the money is, well, you know, you, your anti-gun politicians are actually making a lot more money taking that stance than your pro-gun politicians are taking the pro-gun stance. So, um it, I just think that's well, it, important it, it, to note. That's a, not an argument. It's, it's and I, I think you see that in in way of every time it happens, it's right to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's right to gun control, not like mental health issues or how do we how do we? You know what I'm saying? It, it's obvious that that has a ton of funding to funding too. You yeah. know, because it, it's it's like the same argument from both sides every single time. Mm. It's not it's not saying there's no conversation outside of those two things you know it's never i think that's what's most annoying about watching all of this happen is it's like there's an obvious solution and both sides are so like steadfast in their position that neither of them whether it's like a political thing they don't want to like piss their base off or not taking the hard stance that they want them to take or whatever it is but no one ever wants to explore other options besides Taking away the guns, or we don't like. There's there's nothing wrong, and it's just health. Or it's just mental health. Yeah, and that's why this like team based politics type, uh, you know, system is so is such cancer, and it's because it like creates this psychological thing where instead of people taking in data and forming opinions on it. They have their opinion, and they only take in the data that supports their opinion, and they're just like searching for. The, you know the thing that's going to support their opinion yep. that's all they care about they don't they're they're not like going into it with an open mind and trying to see okay what is actually going to work 
they're just going into it with, okay, what, you know, how can I find something that's going to support what I believe? And it's all emotion driven when it's not factually driven, you know, yeah. the arguments. Not, not to mention, like, if you're going to talk about, you know, politicians, um, you know, making decisions based on lobbying money, like, you know, we were just dealing with this whole pharmaceutical bullshit for the past two, three years. Uh, it didn't come up then. And the <laughs> pharmaceutical industry is the biggest lobbyer in like all of politics like they're they're the ones that spend the most money in uh, in lobbying so you know how does it not apply there that you know vaccine mandates are (laughs) motivated by money yeah (laughs) yeah i mean this just starts the whole conversation about the 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 reason the government is so enormous (laughs) is because of all the the lobbyists all the money that goes in Mm -hmm. and it's just I mean, that's not the reason. I'm saying that's part of the massive problem with government. Right. And and, and, it, and its size and the fact that, like, it, 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 the cost of having people to lobby for whatever your side is is infinitesimal or what is the word I'm trying to say? <laughs> the, the, the word I tried to say that I couldn't yeah. pronounce either. We're really botching it. <laughs> but um, it's just, it's just such a small cost. Let's see how many times we can say that tonight. <laughs> did you try to say that same word? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Chris really. did, yeah. Oh, man, we're botching it. <laughs> you both butchered it. It was great. <laughs> and, great and, fun. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> but it's just it's such a small cost mm-hmm. for for whatever whatever pharmaceutical company to, to have that play in government. Yeah. And, it, and it's such a problem. Like, it's such a problem. Because it just all it causes is division and no real, like, like uh you know educated like responses to problems like this you know yeah um so just jumping yeah. back a little bit how we were talking you know right now we're talking about kind of just how stupid it is that both sides can't take a deep breath and just look at this you know objectively and just look at the numbers of whatever um so yeah there's this school so here's just a little video we'll just watch it and just kind of stop at Southwestern High School in Indiana, the kids drill. I see they're all running past this red line. What is that? The red line is a security measure, and that's in place because if we stand behind this red line, if there's a shooter at the door, they cannot see the children. And this is something schools can do right now. There's a red line on the ground. Absolutely. But here they go high-tech, too. The classroom doors are bullet-resistant and cameras, Damn. so many cameras everywhere. And it's not just school officials watching either. They're connected live with the sheriff's department 10 miles away. Authorities can track an intruder in real time. Every teacher here, you have your own panic button. Yeah, we all wear a fob in case there's a security breach. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, people are listening. So, in the beginning, there's a red line in the classroom. I think it's diagonal, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the view. What? Uh, it's like the upper right corner of the classroom they got into. Yeah, so it's 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 against the same wall that the door is on, and it's basically like if you were to look in, you know how all classroom windows have that little or classroom doors have that little window. Correct. If you were to look in that window, if you're behind that red line, there's no way that a shooter could see you if through look, that. Only if he's looking through the window. Yeah, yeah. But so I mean, I what I found interesting about that is, is obviously they lock the door, and the door is bulletproof. Yeah. yeah, and also they were holding books, books above, above their head, and the books are obviously bulletproof as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That was the, the thing that caught me off guard. Sure. Right? Right, me books too. Me too but, well, but, well, you see, they flip the the desks over too to form like a yeah. shield. Yeah, they're like Spartan soldiers. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's not really gonna. 
I guess maybe the idea is that if he's going to try to shoot through the door, because they said bullet resistant, sure. not necessarily bulletproof. It's like water. It's going to lose some energy, and then maybe, uh, you know, it's lost uh, enough. That makes sense. I, I don't yeah. know. I, so, someone I was talking to was just, they went to, sorry, this is a little uh, off track, but they just went to the Civil War Museum in Richmond, and I guess uh, people have probably heard the story of the guy who had his Bible in his like, yeah. breast pocket, mm-hmm. and the bullet, like, lodged in the Bible. Well, they, like, have it at the Civil War Museum. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen that the picture of that. It's pretty cool. It's back when bullets were slower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, continuing. Push this button and the entire alarm system goes off in the school. And something else I actually want to show you real quick. When that happens, every classroom has a box like this also hooked up to the sheriff's department. The teacher can flip help if they actually see the suspect or they're in danger, or they can flip safe if the kids are safe. And so that's that's in the same corner where that red line yeah. is. So it's like, you know, it's pretty legit. Not, not like she has to run across, across the classroom. Dean, I tested it, playing the intruder. Showing a male subject in a blue suit. If I was a real intruder, I couldn't get into a single classroom. They're all locked. Every last one of them. But the biggest counter Watch attack this is yet this is to cool. come. He's walking towards exit 14. I'm going to launch the hot zone. The school's secret weapon called Hot Zones. Exploding smoke cannons hidden in the ceiling. Cops can deploy them in an instant. Whoa. Whoa. Smoke. It is loud and it's meant to disorient the suspect. I mean, look at this. The smoke is filling the hallway. You can barely even see me. Whoa. The other amazing thing is <laughs> they're watching the suspect on real-time cameras, so no matter where the suspect goes, they can keep setting off these hot zones so he stays blind. I, the system is expensive, $400,000, but school officials say worth it in this scary new world. Jeff Rawson, NBC News, Shelbyville, Indiana. Hey, NBC. Indiana. Indiana, yep. Um, that's, wow. that's a lot. Of money? No, like there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, pretty. I mean, I, I mean, mean, they thought of everything. You pretty much could have a projector on every wall and have Lana Rhodes naked and probably do the same thing to that smoke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might be a little cheaper. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! No, but but on the real though, I mean, they they really thought about it. Yeah, I mean, it's all set up with the police department, so yeah, they have you know control and access to all the. You know, I think it's worth saying that. This is all contingent that the police officers that show up are actually going to fucking do something. Yeah. They're like, just keep hitting the smoke. Like, yeah, <laughs> two of the the last two serious school shootings, you know, have both had uh, a little a little left to be desired as yeah. far as the response goes. The police, I yeah. think I think it was uh, like close to an hour before the police went into the the whatever school this was in Texas. Yeah, and it, it was. You know, it was worse in this case because at I remember at the Parkland uh, shooting, you know, when the uh, Brevard uh, or no Broward uh, County sheriffs like, you know, were outside for a good amount of time uh, while the shooting was happening. It was like, you know, one or two police officers that were there at that point. This was like this was like a whole freaking like group of police officers and they were just standing outside for like 40 minutes. Um, That's so, yeah. insane. And not, not only were they standing outside, they were like preventing anyone who yeah. wanted to go they, in. They didn't. I don't think they necessarily arrested anybody, but they had parents in handcuffs that were yeah, like trying to go into the building and like get their kids. That's the craziest thing. That's the craziest thing, right? Like, yeah, you could say like it's crazy they didn't do anything, but it's like they're police officers. All, all in all, I don't expect them to do anything. You know, <laughs> right? 
Um, but yeah, to apprehend people who want to make the free choice to go in there and, you know, maybe they die more than likely they do, right? But at least but they're, that's their choice. Right. That's, I mean, as, kids. as a parent, like, yeah. you're going to have to fucking kill me to keep me out of that building if you're, yeah. like, you know, if you're not going to go in. Yeah, mm. for sure. Uh, and this was, you know, in 2005, or is that when Parkland was? 2005? No. No. no maybe was, 15. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking 2005 was when the Supreme Court ruled that uh police don't have the right or the obligation to protect you right right yeah. right yep which um, is weird because it's have you ever gotten your cpr certification they tell you the same thing you don't like you're not legally binded to help people if they're like choking or like dying and they need cpr it's just weird that police have that same st- stipulation right it's like why would you get cpr certified if you're not yeah like going or, or like it makes sense if you're like a private citizen who needs it for a job like so people aren't like that guy was watching me and like we found out he's cpr certified yeah, yeah. I, I get it right. but as a cop but I yeah mean, as a cop it's like they have that same stipulation well, that's precisely your role in yeah the, it's like, like in the community my job well, is to save people in in your work i mean and that's I don't, what you're yeah. supposed to do right it's like i don't have to save people it's my job doesn't it cool. say on the side of protecting their cars to protect <laughs> and serve yeah um yeah and i think something else that a lot of people are overlooking with this whole gun uh control talk is that in our like an entire hour this guy basically had free run of the school that's insane at that point does it really matter what kind of weapon he had like he yeah. with an, an entire hour that he guy could have done whatever he wanted he could have had a hammer he could have like done just as much damage yeah. as he did yeah um a couple of acid <laughs> <laughs> Some acid and a rope and a squirt gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. jeez. But uh, it's yeah, wild. I I think it's interesting too. Or a pair of Crayola scissors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do I wonder if he had a pair of scissors, the cops would have gone in faster. Yeah, I and think just made probably. him Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah, I'll do better this episode and not call it cheddar. <laughs> but uh, go. call back to our <laughs> viewer beat shooting. Um, <laughs> I think an interesting thing is, oh jeez, it's gotten brought up during this uh this school shooting is i don't know where i heard this it was either from like dave smith or maybe even rogan that uh it's entering the sea obviously correlation isn't causation but america proportional to its population has always had a high amount of guns mm. we have more guns than our people exactly and this has been for almost a long time we have more ar-15s than we have people right but yeah but it's but you you know that, and then you know for the history of how long that's been, and then now, it's pretty recent. I mean, was there a big school shooting? You can go even go to mass shootings. Uh, like what was the biggest mass uh, school shooting post? Uh, what was the one back oh, in the Columbine? Day? Columbine. Yeah, I can't even I, think of one. But like, it's interesting to see like now this is happening more like more frequently. Quotes mm-hmm. right. Right. The point you're making is we've always had more guns than our people, and all of a sudden, we like within yeah. the last maybe 15, twenty years, yeah, twenty 50, yeah. years that we've had this giant surge in shootings. And again, we surge quotations proportional to right. Um, yeah, I it's it is interesting uh, to just like you know think about that because, like you said, we've as a country we've always had. Like, just compared to every other country in the world, yeah. you look at, like, a graph of, like, you know, a bar graph of uh, guns per capita, and the U.S. is, like, off the charts. Like, if you if you made the bar graph proportional, 
they can't because you like wouldn't every, be able to you see. wouldn't be able to read the other countries because the yep. bars are so tiny. <laughs> like, um, so and it's always been like that. So why you know what is happening now that is you know making this more common? And people always point to mental health, and it's probably close mm-hmm. if I had to guess what it would be. But I don't think it's really. I think that's like a broad brush stroke, right? Because yeah. it's always in mental health issues. It's yeah. not like now we, it's just more common to talk about it. It's not that's more common that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my biggest thing is just social media. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be the spread. That's of the, the only other thing that's kind of like really taking control of our lives. Well, in it's not even that. It's way, just, in the same time period. You know, Columbine of. happened and that was humongous, right? Yeah. But it did take a while for that news to spread. Yeah. Even then. Like, it was national news, but still, like, you only heard the news if you're now watching Now with social TV. media, you can literally watch it live streamed. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and also it's, like, it's uh, the effect that it's having on kids because, um, you know, they're constantly plugged in to this, like, you know, online, um, like, town square type of, yeah. uh, uh, type of environment where... And also the other thing is people on when you're when they're online they'll say things that they wouldn't say in person, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's uh it's contributing to a lot of just like um you know I don't know self uh, self esteem issues and things like that and um and also just kids you know getting in in fights you know you get in a fight at school back in the day like you go home it's over right right but now you go home and now it's on social media and people are talking shit and yeah i would you know. i would say like i mean i think this goes along the same lines of what you guys are saying about social media but just the like people being like secluded you know yeah. and just kind of like um just staying in their houses, I feel like that's 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 a trend too. Like yeah. that we're seeing people just kind of like staying inside, playing video games, not really going outside, not really having interactions and being social. Uh, I mean, I even say like, I even say like the 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 rise and things like OnlyFans is something that that is interesting too because it's like now people are just okay with not having a real relationship but having this really like sort companionship of, almost yeah right? it's really strange that you pay type for of, that you pay for you'd rather do that than than go out and learn how to be social and like yeah and so i think that has a lot to do with it too i mean i i don't know well I, it's mm-hmm. I, I it granted it was a meme but it the point of the meme still kind of you know resonates and it was uh it basically went along the lines of like you know we've transformed our society to promote all these these uh, mental health like mental illnesses yeah and it's like now we're just like completely dumbfounded why our society lacks morals and ethics and yeah. we see shit like this in the news every other yeah. week I mean think think about like the rise and things like Instagram and Facebook where it's like about likes and it's about like it's about notoriety it's, it's about, about notoriety being, and it's about like some type of fame right. Even though it could be really petty, I mean, a, a thousand people like liking a picture—it's not—it's not really fake. It's worthless. But it, it, it doesn't really mean anything mm-hmm. in reality. But it's what you—it's what people like get become like. That's that's like purpose. Yeah. You know, it's like replaced. It replaced like. It's like a relevance meter. Yeah, yeah. Like all, all of a sudden now I'm I'm important. And I feel better when I get the like. I feel that rush, that endorphin rush or whatever when someone comments yeah, and it's or whatever. Temporary. And it's temporary and it's fleeing, right? Mm-hmm. Because in order to maintain that, you have to constantly be, like, in it. Yeah. Like, it pulls you in it even further. Mm-hmm. You know? and, it's, it's, and, and further away from reality. 
you know? Yeah, and yeah. it's such a real thing because, I mean, even, like, you know, like, all of us here, I'm sure we all feel we all feel that way. We definitely agree with what you're saying. But I think, I, I may, I, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I'm guilty of it. I'll post a picture and only get, like, you know, get, like, less than 100 likes, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck, dude? That was that was fire. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, so you I guys definitely... You didn't like that fish? What the hell? Yeah, dude, what the fuck? Only <laughs> 60 likes on this? What the fuck? Um, but, no, that's definitely... There's definitely something to the whole... Uh, People are just generally social more, media. like, obsessed with themselves nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it it's something else that's really interesting. And I think social media really plays into this now because, um, I mean, before you used to have genuine interactions with people. And now it's, like, everything's online. It's all about, like, online interaction. Like, am I getting the likes? Am I getting the views? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. And... I, it's it's one of these little, you know, seven-second clips, and the guy's basically explaining how, and, and I'm going somewhere with this, how guys, like, like women will never understand true loneliness in the same way that guys will. Have you guys ever seen this clip? It's that bald-headed so. dude, and he's always wearing glasses, and he's, like, in a podcast room with, like, I don't know, like, 14 or 15 girls, and they I, they probably do some stupid podcast, and... He's basically explaining how, like, no matter what, girls will always have, like, something or somebody to, like, give them attention and yeah. fill that kind of void. And how guys, you know, if you're, Unless like... you're an ugly chick. Even still, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean... Anyway. Uh, and then it, it kind of makes sense, because then when you look at all these shootings, what's the only thing in common? It's not race. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, sexual orientation. It's not any of these things. It's young men. Yeah. yeah, young men specifically. Yeah, and usually they're like loner types. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Right. You you never hear about you know the it, it's it's never the quarterback that <laughs> right had a mental breakdown and went, no no you know 100%. what I mean yeah it's always the you know the kid that everyone got bullied with or, exactly right yeah. so yeah I don't know so like a question I guess to ask then because I think we've all agree on this point that we spoke about is does this change. You know, is or is this something that's just going to be part of society now, based on our social development as a society as whole? I, social media, with the connections we have now, with everything being relatively borderless when it comes to how everything is uh, uh, media-wise. Yeah, I I think that it is something that is with American culture now. But with that being said, I don't think it's something that we have to um, tolerate. Right. It's not something that has to be uh, so bad all the time. Like, for instance, that school, like you think a school shooter is really going to get far in a school like that? Mm. That, yeah. that that Indiana school we just watched? Like, I don't know. To me, the answer is so clear and it's to protect these schools. And you could argue rightfully so that teachers and children shouldn't have to shouldn't have to like do all of these all this shit right like yeah it's terrible that we have to teach kids active shooter drills right mm-hmm. but it's also terrible we have to teach them fire drills like school fires that's fucking terrible too mm-hmm. but it's Band something fires. what ban fires yeah that yeah exactly right um <laughs> but no it's something that it, not teaching them is putting them behind the eight ball so 
what like what like I I don't understand what that argument is like oh teachers shouldn't have to you know whatever teach teach their kids how to hide from a shooter you're right they shouldn't but they do so or even if they don't it's probably better you do right, right? like yeah yeah well yes yeah, statistically speaking you'll probably never use it right exactly but yeah it's just like the fire drill well really. or even statistically speaking your average daily uh gun carrier will more than likely never have to use that gun right yeah but yeah if he does or she does right it's yeah. better to be or they do proficient and trained with it um you know and so i, I don't know I, I think the answer is to like protect these schools like th- the same way that we protect all these government buildings right metal detectors armed security uh, yeah you're not I, getting into that place with a gun i mean I, I agree with you i think from like a defensive strategy i think like that's the best case scenario yeah. like learn how to make this not as bad or do something like that indiana school yeah, I think, and you yeah. could complain that four hundred thousand dollars is a lot. Yeah, that's that's a huge chunk of change. But you you see, you know, it's not uncommon to see schools building, you know, multi million dollar football stadiums, right? Or you know, things like that. And it's like, or if you even want to approach this from a, you know, it's a state school, so I guess we have to approach it from a state level thing. The government just spent forty billion or fifty four billion dollars in the last ten weeks in Ukraine, right? That's somehow more important. Like, they're saying that mass shootings and school shootings are that now they're doing the classic. You know, this is a public health concern. Mm-hmm. Okay, if it's that serious, I, I, then obviously it's more serious than Ukraine. So why <laughs> are we sending that money there and not to right. the schools? Also, more also Ukraine. The money being sent to Ukraine was that was more important than small businesses and things like that. Exactly. You, yeah, you could put a system like that in probably most schools in america for the money that we sent to you yeah yeah well you see that the past couple weeks people have been reposting that that breakdown where it's like oh we have x amount of schools in the in the country we just sent 40 billion dollars that's enough for i I think it was right in the four hundred thousand dollar ballpark so there you go there's your answer yeah and and, and, i mean once once you pay for it once i mean yeah, I mean, sure, you have to maintain it, but I mean, I'm sure it's not much, you know. No, you're not, you're not, you're not throwing hot those whatever smoke grenades off every <laughs> every yeah. other week, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. But um, yeah, I think I think from a defensive strategy, like something has to be done, like like right away. But also, like as a, like an offensive strategy, like how do you find or identify people who need like help, like mm-hmm. like a guy like that. You know, I think it's funny because a person like that who, I mean, he was, like, known to, like, dress up in, like, women's clothes and things like that. We've gotten to a point in our country where that's that's no longer a mental, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I I feel like a a teacher would be, like, hard-pressed to reach out to somebody like that. Right. Because they may be identified as, like, a a bigot or in the wrong. Yeah, like... Mm. Hey man, what you know? Like what? What's going on? Like, can I talk to you about this? This, this kind of goes back to what that point I was making with about that meme. How it's like we have a culture now where we are so accepting and so promoting of these mental illnesses that now yeah. it's like, well, how how do how do we sift through it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be really difficult to to reach out to somebody without thinking, is this going to cause me to lose my job? Yeah, right. When maybe you're just thinking, hey, how do I? Like, there's obviously something going on, like, you know, like, one day he's wearing a skirt, one day this, and, like, what, what's going, like, 
Maybe I should reach out to him. I'm you just know? gender fluid. Well, I think it's also cause I, I agree, but maybe to play like a little like a tiny bit of devil's advocate is come on, devil. The 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 dressing in the woman's clothing isn't really the red flag. Yeah, I kind of agree. It's context with that, right? Mm-hmm. Because I there's disagree. somebody at this table <laughs> who I've seen dressed up in women's clothing multiple times in my life. He's definitely talking about you, Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think you would. Chris, Chris just met him this year, and I, I haven't known him as long as you. So, <laughs> yeah, look, it's all fun. Exactly. So it's like one it's of the things where fun. it's like it's within, within context, right? So really, the woman's clothing thing could be more for a cry for help within its own context. I wasn't crying for help. No, exactly. For you, you, you like to scare kids on the boardwalk. He was just while crying. they walk by. He was just crying while yeah. wearing women's clothing. Yeah, you just like to have a, have a good uh, chuckle. <laughs> he just oh, like oh. he just wanted to jerk off in a dress. Dude. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Okay, I, I see where I see where you're going with this. One hundred percent, I would have caused a school shooting. Because I was not because I was dressing up. Like no. I'm saying, like I, I was. I was saying you wouldn't. Oh, but. you were the bully. No, I'm saying I, I, in some cases, like I, I was kind of a bully. You know. Well, I, but I did it for I did it for laughs, Wait, you know? bro. You had a speech impediment. How were you a bully? Yeah, I just went on the offense, bro. We just like, I'm like, you know what? Well, you guys also went to a pretend school, so yeah. things were very different there. It, it was no. We, we just had a, like to I, have, I have an accent, by the way, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just had like to have laughs, and um, you know, scaring kids while they walk by isn't you know a bad thing in most cases. In most cases, yeah, you know, you just make them poop themselves a little bit yeah but then you have oh, a good laugh scared some kids bro <laughs> <laughs> there was like a, there was like a bridge you know like in our yeah, school yeah, that yeah. like and Cross like a ditch right like oh yeah, yeah. A ditch, yeah. Oh. and cam had some fun on the bridge you were the br- you were the, the bridge troll yeah the bridge troll <laughs> <laughs> like oh, here comes that kid walking by me who knows what they're gonna do oh dude they were nervous a uh, real bridge troll probably sounded a lot like you so i get it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah again it just comes back to this, one of those things where it's within context right is this kid not only dressing as a female but yeah. is he saying weird not weird i shouldn't say weird but uh Concerning things. Concerning, exactly. Concerning things. Like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill people. Yeah. And he dresses like a woman. And it's like confounding variables that kind of you might want to. Yeah. Probably look into. Look into, correct? No, I don't don't think that's devil's advocate. I think you're right, man. I think you're right on with that. I think. You're trying to protect yourself because you wore a woman's clothing. No. Well, maybe. (laughs) But no. No, I don't. No, I think you're right, though. I mean, I think I'm, I mean, I was just using that as like one example. No, I agree. I think under context, you're right. Like, hey, like, I mean, I think as a good teacher, you get to know your students past, like, whatever subject you're teaching. Yeah. And you start to recognize, hey, man, there's something wrong with this guy or this gal or whatever. And you reach out and be like, hey, you know, I think that's what a teacher, a teacher should be a little bit more involved than just teaching algebra. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. Well, I'm I'm going to I'm going to push back just a little bit, not not because I necessarily agree or disagree, but just because as you're saying that I'm hearing a lot of the whole don't say gay thing. Does, yeah. the, the, does yeah, that, the does that conflict like, you know what? with what you're just saying? Fucking teach algebra and shut the hell up. Oh, you, I, okay. You, I see you what you're what saying. I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. But but again, that, that was, was loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just screamed. That was like yeah. an echo. <laughs> he screamed yeah. and he's like, oh, what's Sorry, what's that? headphone but, listeners. Um, <laughs> but nothing nothing stopped teachers from, like, reporting it to guidance counselors and, gui- you know, like, yeah. th- as far as the don't say gay bill. Like, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that teachers should be the ones reaching out maybe. Yeah. I think not. they should maybe be... I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not saying again, anything it's, it's about don't like say you're... gay. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know that I'm saying anything about no, sexual orientation. I, I think well, you're it's right. A, it's like a there's a level, right? Like if Jimmy's looking like he's sucking dick behind the bleachers, it's mm. not your business. But it looks like Jimmy's <laughs> sucking dick behind the bleachers and might come in tomorrow and shoot 19 kids. 
You might want to say something about this. Yeah, or he's doing it for like an ounce of Coke or whatever. That's probably a problem. But no, was, no, that's, that's probably fine. That's just the well, free market. and that kind of leads market. into the next, uh, <laughs> the next thing I wanted to bring up, which is like the one of the like uh, similar variables between all of the school shooters is heavy drug use. Mm. Like they all, oh, the SSRIs. Yeah, well, a lot of them are on you know antidepressants and stuff. But the other thing, which is kind of interesting, is a lot of them are like heavy marijuana smokers from like a young age mm. which i i mean i don't know i wonder if that has a impact on like just brain development and uh you know things like that yeah um not it's not obviously you know you know the old the old joke like oh the you know the worst thing you'll do when you smoke weed is you'll eat a whole bag of chips or whatever but it's like you know there's it's just like any other drug like there's there's bigger consequences to it than just getting stoned. Well, especially when you're young. Exactly. In those developmental years, right? It's like, it's the same thing. Like if a kid is like, you know, drinking alcohol all the time, starting at like 15. Yeah. It's not good. It can lead to, 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 uh, uh, negative consequences, but especially if they're the type of person that's already predisposed to like having some sort of mental illness or something. Um, you know, it's not necessarily that smoking weed is what's going to make them, you know, shoot up a school. But if they're they already have issues and they're smoking weed every day and it's impacting their brain uh, function and development that can, you know, lead to yeah to them doing things they wouldn't have done otherwise. You know? Yeah. And ap- apparently this was another one where I, I I take the article with a grain of salt, but apparently in some video game that he played, he was talking about it, and somebody reported it. So the FBI, like, knew about this kid a few hours prior. Like that's a common theme. The FBI always knows about yeah. them. Yeah. They're always too busy doing something else. And then they contact them on Twitch. They're like, hey, you trying to do this thing? Like, hey, do you want some money to buy <laughs> two ar 15 You need some GoPros? <laughs> yeah. And- you want help? Yeah. Well, yeah, the kid had like six or seven thousand dollars in rifles. Yeah, optics. I guess that's the biggest thing. I mean, if you really want to get into like the conspiracy side of these things, is oh yeah, let's get into like it. how did he afford that? <laughs> like at, uh, at his age, when I was his age, I was lucky if I could afford three hundred bucks to play paintball on the weekends. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say I can. Totally, I mean, did, what did he do? Did he work from a really young age? Yeah, I, I mean, mean that, the, both of those they were both Daniel Defense rifles, right? I saw, yeah, I saw one of them was a one of them for sure, for sure was that's like a that's like a two thousand dollar rifle wow. yeah and then he had like a six hundred dollar optic on that was it. the first thing I thought I was like I was like you know whenever an eighteen year old has um, an AR you expect it to be like some shitty piece of junk yeah you know? Anderson fifty dollar yeah, some lower. like hastily put together like piece of trash but this kid had like some freaking like Gucci rifles yeah you're just like you got a fucking nice rifle so happens to be the same rifle that. Um, Stephen Paddock had in uh, Vegas. Oh, <laughs> oh dang. <laughs> interesting. They ever figure out what happened with that Vegas shooting? No, of yeah, course not. So. Of course that not. one just disappeared. The yeah. largest <laughs> mass shooting in American in history, period. Yeah. Except, like, when we killed Indians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. They fought back, true. though. It's a little that's different. True. A little different. <laughs> Those arrows, man. Yeah. Well, no, we if they took, hit you, that was a fucking We uh, confiscated the their guns and then killed them, remember? Oh, yeah. Yep. We did. That's <laughs> a true fact. You don't need these anymore. We'll protect you. <laughs> it only took Venezuela seven years from their ban of private gun ownership to them running over their own people with tanks. Mm, yeah. So that's yeah. also fun. Yeah, it happens fast. Um, <laughs> so with all this mental health talk, uh, I think we should at least maybe talk about some solutions. Where do you 
think this leads? Do you think it's the expansion of background checks? Do you think, because I, I mean, I, you look at all these mass shootings and it's like, would a background check have stopped any of this? Right. I'm mostly not right. No, no, he's too young. I mean, yeah, even this guy, he hadn't really done it. He didn't really have a record or anything. No, he's young to have one. Well, kid has a record at 18. I mean, oh, that's yeah. What typical? (laughs) I mean, what town are you talking about? The one thing, and and even still, like what, what would constitute? Like, obviously, if you have a felony, you can't buy a firearm. But you you know what would have stopped it if he was if he didn't lie on his four four seven three and he checked the yes when it asked if you do drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because everybody's honest with that. Yeah, everybody's very sure. honest with and that. And not only that, uh, I can't – maybe I can find it. I, I have it written down here somewhere. But I almost want to say it was Nevada. They expanded their background checks, or they implemented universal background checks, whatever that really means. Mm-hmm. And they saw no decrease in violent Shoot. shootings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. shooting specifically. Well, and, I mean, I imagine just like in California, the background checks are probably more intense, right? Yeah. But if you look at if you look at the chart on the screen, it's yeah. clearly yeah, very so, red in California. Yeah. So yeah. if if you want to look at what we're what what we're about to talk about here, it's on CrimeSearch.org. The headline of the article is "Murders in U.S. Very Concentrated." Fifty-four percent of U.S. counties in 2014 had zero murders. Two percent of the counties had fifty-one percent of the murders, and so, Southern California is hot red. Right, and I would say it's just to play devil's advocate. Southern California, right in that Mexico border, <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't help I'm at sorry, all. You're saying yeah. the Mexicans are, bl- are to blame? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so oh, and then, South, look at South Florida, and then with <laughs> within these, um, within. So uh, let me just try to find it. So anyway, so yeah, it's got it's got the map of the country, right, and then it's got a colored chart from zero to 100 plus basically uh, murders. And as you can see, most of the map is white, mm. which means that there's no murders or very, very few. I'm going to Utah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with the Mormons. Maine. So <laughs> you, you look at examples like New Hampshire, Vermont, Wyoming, the Dakotas, think places like this have extremely very relaxed gun laws, yet they have, uh, murder rates similar to, you know, Canada and Australia. Actually, they're, in most cases, better. Um, also, look at Washington, D.C. <laughs> it's, like, dark red. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, I, and when you... So, in these places, like... I, I mean, London is the prime example, right? They ban... Guns. Guns. And murders didn't drop at all. Gun violence obviously plummeted because, you know, it's... It, that's another thing when you talk about banning weapons or gun confiscation. It's a silly. It's a silly it's conversation. It's a silly conversation because, because it's never going to realistically happen. It's never going to realistically happen because America is not Australia. America right. and actually Australia actually has more guns today than they've ever had. Yeah. Even post. Even pre. Or even post. Yeah. Obviously, it is confiscation. Confiscation. Yeah. They have more guns today than they had before the confiscation. So, yeah. again, stupid argument, but. America island. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's an island. But not only that, America, we don't have a national gun registration. When you go and buy a firearm in most states, you aren't registering the firearm when you have a background check done. Yeah. Like I've bought for like a month and then they throw that stuff. I've I've bought a few guns through the gun store. Most of them have been bought privately. That's legal in the state of Florida. 
And when you do the background check through Nix, the, the Nix system or whatever, it's a, what is that? Do you remember what it stands for? Mm, no. The national? Yeah, it's base, It's just the, the basic background check you have to have done to purchase a firearm in yeah. any state it's that sells a firearm. NICS. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, NICS. Um, when you do that, you're not. that's not registering your gun. A lot of people think you that, – that's something you, as the private owner, have to do when you go home with the gun. You have to go online – Register with the serial number, et cetera, et cetera. That's not that's not that's not a legal obligation in most states in the country. So we have hundreds of millions of unregistered guns in the state. So even if you do air quote banned guns, you're simply relying on people to turn them in. So what you're gonna end up is with a very small percentage of the people who will voluntarily turn their guns in. Yeah, like a very small number of participating Extremely people. small number. Yeah. Then Nerds. you're going to have the criminals who are obviously they're criminals. They don't, they're not going to. And then you have people like me and Chris who are going to refuse to. And we're going to be turned into felons overnight, essentially. Mm. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that stops any of hey, this. Hey, don't drag me into this. I'm turning my guns in. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You can come get him. Um, but no, you you have. He's so extreme. Yeah, you have a a, and I don't necessarily have numbers to support this. An claim. infinitesimally small chance. No. Would you say <laughs> you, you have you have a, a? I think a majority of the gun owners feel the same way I do, where they're just like, no, I'm not gonna fucking turn it in, and that's a hill they'll happily die on. Yeah, yeah. rightfully so. I think. I mean, you know. You crazy freedom people, you know? Yeah, right. I just want to be left alone. Um, so a gun confiscation or a gun ban, generally speaking, is – it one, it won't work the same way that it works in these other countries. And two, all it does is change the changes the means of how it happens, right? Because like I, like I said, in, in London – they banned weapons. They banned firearms. Their murders didn't drop at all. Their gu- their gun-related murders did, obviously, because they don't have guns now. But now everyone's just stabbing each other to death. Yeah, and throwing acid. Yeah, yeah. so I... And then every once in a while, some, like, Islamic terrorist shows up with a fucking, like, HK out of nowhere and just starts shooting people on the London Bridge. Yeah, no one... And then some yep. crazy Brit with a narwhal tusk comes out of nowhere and stabs him through the heart. <laughs> Yep, because <laughs> that's what because that's what he's reduced to yeah. because he has nothing else to fucking kill someone with. All he has is a narwhal tusk hanging on his fucking wall. And, and even <laughs> even if you look at a lot of this stuff, a lot of these gun related deaths and murders and whatnot, if you remove gang related violence, it's really it's speaking on America's behalf. We live in a pretty, pretty safe country. Like, we're, it's pretty peaceful here, with all things considered. Yeah, a lot of murders are gang to gang, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's no, not rare, but it's very uncommon to see, you know, gun murders that are go from civilian to civilian. Yeah. Yep. It's true. And I, I would agree. When you talk about a way to, you know, how do we not fix this, but, like, what's the better way to kind of have this conversation? More guns. As we've been discussing this. You know, entire topic tonight is one. I think we all agree. The, you know, people who yell, "Get rid of the AR-15!" You know, gun bans, gun, whatever they want, more background checks. Even though most places have background checks, so it's like adding tinfoil authority. Something that's tinfoil. 
Um, all these things aren't really going to help the situation, but it makes some people feel better. And same way on the opposite side, or on the right side, is, you know, we're not going to ban our guns. It's something that, you know, and they just blatantly say, uh, well, uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. But then if you, like, press them even further on what that means, they have no idea. Right. It's just their talking point. Yeah, exactly. It's like they repeat. It's, you know, the same shit we saw during COVID um, where people just repeat, like, f- little catchphrases that they fucking heard on the 5 o'clock news. And it's uh, it's infuriating. Yeah, and it's, again, when we talk about what do we do, it's sometimes there's an answer that no one likes, but it's the truth is we don't know. Yeah, we're in this this uh this period of time now where we're going to transition to where is this more common? Right now, it's more common than it has been, but relative to what? Right, mm-hmm. relative to you know one a year. Now it's a couple a year, right? Yeah, so percentage wise, it jumps up a lot, and it can. The death is horrible, so yes, it's horrible to see it happen. Yeah, especially when it's Kids. small children. Exactly. Yeah. It's even worse. Mm. Unless they're in your restaurant and screaming, then it's kind of like, where's that shooter now? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, He's in the booth behind you kicking, yeah. it, kicking it. But yeah. uh, it's one of those things where they say, we don't know. And to make drastic changes and things just so we feel good about something maybe helping is never the right answer. Look at the Patriot Act. Look at COVID money now with inflation that's going to get worse and the trickle down effects of that is going to ruin a lot of people in the next coming years, probably, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these drastic changes or all these on, on the cuff changes that people feel good about doing never have good outcomes. Yeah. So when it comes to changes, it's one of those things where they say, we don't know the best we can do is probably talk about it more when it comes to, Hey, this is a thing. Schools like the school in Indiana are going to make those changes not sure why a school in Indiana is making those changes because, hell, no one cares about shooting up your kids. Um, mm-hmm. You're fucking Indiana. Um, <laughs> may, you know, again, maybe schools in, like, Florida, Texas, California, like, New York, that's probably something more appropriate, right? Yeah. Um, right. As a libertarian, it's kind of hard for me to be like, yes, I want my school to spend money on this. But, right. like, if you're already going to take my money and have a budget of X billions of dollars and you're going to put $500 million towards schooling – Hey, maybe put 400,000 times X amount of counties times X amount of schools into that, right? Yeah. And I can, I'm can, i sure, again, you can break down, like, it's state-run or state-paid-for, uh, so it's going to be more expensive than it would if it was private. True. Like, those locking doors and just having doors that are gun-resistant or bullet-resistant are probably more than enough to have. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just disability for a teacher to lock its door right. from its desk or her desk, you know, like the news anchor who had his little rape switch um <laughs> yeah you know like that's gonna be more beneficial than anything right now i think yep yeah i think that's a that's a good uh definitely a good measure and that's have. a simple like and it's mechanical simple. switch yeah um yeah i think by far the best discussion i heard on this so far was uh, this one guy i can't remember his name he was like oh who needs an ar-16 anyways you know, it's not, not, not good for hunting and a deer Kevlar vest. And if, if you get hit by a nuke, <laughs> oh, Joe. you know what you're going to do with your... The guy's name was Joe or something, right? Yeah, Joe Budden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Another good point that this article that this article brings up is that um, of those 2% of the counties with 51% of all the murders in the country, even within those counties, they're very... Concentrated, yeah. 
So, like, this is uh, pretty sure this is Texas, a county in Texas. Okay, I thought that was Florida for a second. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, Lake Okeechobee's popping off. <laughs> no, it's oh, not. it's Chicago. Never mind. Oh, I was about to say, man, this is Texas. That makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Chicago. But uh, they, they even talk about here how, despite you know these counties like Chicago and that have all these murders, the neighboring areas have like no murders, and the you know in in the city the cities have their own. Gun ordinance, I guess. So it's saying how suburban households are 28.6% more likely to own guns than urban households. Despite lower gun ownership, urban areas experience much higher murder rates. One should not put much weight on why on this purely cross-sectional evidence over one point in time. And many factors determine murder rates, but it's still interesting to note that so much of the county has both very high gun ownership rates and zero murders. So, uh, again, it's one of those, you know, causation doesn't equal whatever the fucking thing is. But, yeah, and it's you see it across the board. I mean, you look at, you know, seems the to Midwest be... where gun ownership is extremely high and there's virtually zero murders throughout that section of the country. Yeah, and it really is a, like, like almost a rule. Like, in areas where there's low gun ownership, there's more gun murders. And it's, um, you know, it's it's not like... You know that's the only factor, but it's uh, it's certainly interesting because like you know Montana, I'm sure every household in Montana has a gun, but there's like no murders. completely white almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where when a lot of these are urban uh, statistics, you have so many people stacked on top of each other. I mean, yeah, like you're bound just, to shoot someone, right? Yeah, I think it's just going to happen, right? Violence <laughs> is usually up, not even including gun violence. You know, burglary is always up. It's just you have so many people in one area, things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just it's always been known. That's the price you pay of being in a city, right? Mm-hmm. Crime's always up in cities. Mm-hmm. And when you're more suburban, when you're more uh, rural, it's rural. <laughs> it's just, you know, less common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that it has anything to do with school shootings. I've I'm assuming in this Uvalde, Texas place is not a city in any means comparable to, like, New York or L.A. Yeah, I think it's probably wrapping that up. Yeah, I think we wrapped her up pretty good. Wrapped yeah. her up. I think we got to mention it at the top of the episode. This is our one-year anniversary, boys. That's oh. wild. You said that the other night, and I was like, already? The fuck? Yeah, we should have did the Blanton. I knew we should have did the Blanton. <laughs> we'll do Blanton's next thank, episode. Thank when... you to all the uh, the loyal listeners out there. Yeah. Yes. All seven of you. Yeah, seven. Did we do it for you. Seven hundred. Last time I checked, seven hundred. Yeah. Seven hundred. Seven hundred thousand. Yeah. 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 Dang, it went up. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. It's a year, dude. It's a joke I made when we were all together earlier, but still in a couple uh, states, you can still board us. If we were for life. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Wait, what? We're one years old, so there's a couple states where you can still oh. board us. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that was that was funny. <laughs> Thanks. You're a funny guy. Thank you. Good guy. Good. Good. Fun guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little dead baby jokes for you. Hey, dead kids, dead babies. What more do you want in a podcast? <laughs> it's pretty much exclusively what we talk about is dead children. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. It's great. Yeah. Is it great? No. No. It, no. That's why we drink so much. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Where Where are we going next with this uh, journey? Uh, I, we, do you want to talk about this real quick? There's a couple things that I think we found that were related to gun stuff that do in Florida. I think this one's like a woman who shot somebody. Oh, uh, did you want to talk yeah, about the, this, Chris? 
Uh, oh, yeah, I, think yeah, it's, I think it's worth mentioning. Th- th- yeah. This is for sure. I mean, yeah, because we, you know, are libertarian podcasts, so. Yeah, I feel like we got to talk about this a little bit, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, who is kind of like a notorious um, group that just kind of runs hit pieces on people and, and uh, kind of like defames people that they disagree with. Um <laughs> They ran this article on the Meekocks, the uh, Libertarian Party Mises Caucus, uh, which is a party that's – or a uh, caucus within the Libertarian Party that's been growing exponentially over the past couple of years. Uh, our, one of our favorite podcasters, Dave Smith, is heavily involved, and uh, he uh, has done a lot of work to just, like, spread the word about them and, and their ideas. Um, I think – if I were to kind of like sum up their, I mean, I I guess I could probably just pull up what their you know goals are and stuff, but just off the top of my head, uh, I'll just put words in their mouth. Um, they uh, you know they're they're called the Mises Caucus because they uh, they uh, look up to uh, this uh, economist named Ludwig von Mises, who is a um, Austrian economist and a, a huge proponent of the free market and the gold standard and um, basically just real economics and what economics should be before you know the uh, 20th century rolled around and governments started coming up with excuses to to create inflation and enrich themselves. Um, so he's been kind of brushed under the rug because you know his ideas aren't conducive to expansion of government. And, um, but this guy's really important. And, you know, if you're listening and you like our podcast, you should definitely check him out because, uh, um, he's just, like I said, he's super important. But, uh, so they're huge proponents of this guy. And they're, so basically their, um, their kind of main goals are to promote the free market, um, promote individual liberty and just liberty in general. Um, and to, um, yeah, I mean, just kind of uh, they they espouse a lot of the same views that we do. We we are uh, all definitely interested in this caucus and what they're doing all the time. But so they ran a piece on them talking about how um, supposedly, basically, they kind of made them out to be Trump supporters. Yeah, that's um, what I was reading. Which is here. which is not at all like if you know anything about this caucus, like they're the total opposite of that. Uh, they're maybe not so like vehemently anti-Trump as the liber- the rest of the Libertarian Party because the rest of the Libertarian Party is really just Democrats in disguise. But um, but the Mises Caucus, you know, they'll uh, they'll actually give credit where it's due uh, to people like Trump for the the few good things that he did do um, while he was in office. And um, yes, yeah, for that reason, they're kind of just painted as. Trump supporters and they they connect them to all sorts of um, of uh, you know negative things in this in this article. Yeah, I mean, uh, just the first line: high profile Mises Caucus members espouse hateful rhetoric and collaborate with white nationalists and individuals linked to former President Donald Trump. Yeah, and they they kind of so I was talking about Dave Smith, and you know they they call him out in this article as one of the leaders of this uh, movement. And they really just like basically their problem with Dave Smith is that he has had people on his podcast that he disagrees with and has 
said he disagrees with, but just to see to hear them hear them out, hear what their opinions are, because obviously you can't get that from the mainstream media. They're not going to tell you what these people actually believe. They're just going to <laughs> paint them in the most negative light possible. Smith has also appeared on podcasts hosted by extremists. Yeah, th- <laughs> these are the type of sentences in here that are just like, okay, what? Like, what are you even talking? I feel about? like that alone, like that, is evidence enough that these, they, like, they're fucking clowns. Yeah, it's uh, it's really just pathetic. But uh, yeah, and they, so they claim that the Mises Caucus is uh, hard right, which is like. Yeah. Not if you know anything about them, that's not true. There's actually plenty of leftists. In it's there. so funny here, too, that this first line or the next line, Smith's fans frequently post racist and anti-Semitic thoughts online. And meanwhile, they like introduce they him Jewish. as a Jewish <laughs> podcast host. Yeah. It's like, oh, his fans are anti-Jew. But right. but they he, listen to a Jewish guy. And it's not like he it's not like that's a secret. He talks about that a lot on his show. It's pretty <laughs> right. it's funny. Um yeah, no, there was a few different sentences that I, I thought stood out. Uh, I should have. Uh... I think it's good to bring up, too, with people who maybe aren't as connected or, you know, in the know-how of, like, the libertarian, like, kind of parties, how it has been. And you guys have kind of uh, talked about it a little bit, is the current or what was the current libertarian party leadership was very lacking when it came to what a lot of libertarians wanted um you could look at the past two presidential candidates uh one being gary johnson the other joe jorgensen which most libertarians who were very vocal when it came to you know anti-government and again more austrian economics were very against them being in there Mm -hmm. um a lot of the upper i guess management when it comes to how you control like party management which i have no idea how that is done but uh Whatever those positions are, a lot of them were people who were most libertarians weren't happy with. Um, so there's always a question of why the libertarians weren't doing well. Is because a lot of people would point to the way the party was set up and the people who were in charge of the party were like uh, like non-libertarian libertarians. There were people who, again, maybe were more freedom than your average liberal leftist and right-winger, mm-hmm. but they still weren't. An actual what we'd call a libertarian or like a anar- uh, liberal anarchist, mm-hmm. and so now what the Mises Caucus has done over the past two ish years, maybe, mm-hmm. is they've started, they've built a fan base um, on the backs of uh, obviously uh, Dave Smith, who has a large podcast, has been on Joe Rogan a couple times now in the past two years, mm-hmm. um, and has gained a lot of respect and a. You know, a lot of people want him to run, but him and a couple other people have kind of pushed the Mises caucus to be the leading caucus that controls the Libertarian Party. And this past week in Nevada, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. They won a lot of elections in Nevada, which put them over whatever percentage they needed to run the party. Yep. So now a lot of changes supposedly are going to happen. The mad lad did it, dude. He's been claiming yeah. that they were going to take over the Libertarian Party for Which, the last year. And, and they, they tried everything they could to stop them, and this was just another you know yeah. swing at trying to do that. And it's crazy how much like how much similarity you see with these kind of hit pieces and just the uh, Beltway Libertarian Party and how they tried to dismantle the Mises Caucus. It's like you see so many similarities with what's going on in the mainstream parties today, right? 
Yeah. Mm. Like a failing empire that's just throwing shit at the wall to see, uh, hoping that something yep. will stick and, you know, dismantle everything. Yeah. And it's, it, and this is exactly the time when it's like the most dangerous to be, <clears throat> you know, against them because, like you said, they're just thrashing all out like throwing shit at the wall and they're just like doing whatever they have to do to try and hang on but to it's, the last craps right. of their power. Right. It's also the worst time for them too. Yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But the, this is exactly the time when you need to double down and, and people need to just sack up and, and just, you know, it's when they're the, the most off. dangerous, but also the most vulnerable. Um, here's another perfect example of, you know, what they're, how they're talking about Dave Smith. So, you know, keep in mind, they're trying to discredit Dave Smith here. Not, Anyone that he's associated with, like, they're not trying to discredit these, like, far-right people that Dave Smith hosted on his podcast, but they're using them to discredit Dave Smith. So they say, Dave Smith has appeared alongside white nationalist Nick Fuentes three times, most recently in December 2021 on hard-right podcaster Ethan Ralph's Killstream. Ralph was convicted earlier this year of disseminating revenge porn. Okay, so what does that have to do with Dave Smith? And then Smith also twice invited Fuentes to appear on part of the problem. Fuentes uses anti-Semitic tropes, engages in Holocaust denial, and openly uses racial epithets to refer to black people. Again, what does that have to do with Dave Smith? <laughs> and then, and then the last one, I'm gonna last paragraph. I'm gonna read. Fuentes and Smith debate their respective viewpoints. So, I mean, right there, they're admitting that they have different viewpoints. Yeah, anything, um, man. With Smith arguing for hard-right libertarian viewpoints, while Fuentes advocates for using the U.S. government to protect the interests of white people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like they they point out the fault, and I've no doubt they're exaggerating or lying about Nick Fuentes's, uh, you know, stances here i i don't doubt that for a second although i don't really know a whole lot about him um but like you know he's debating these people and that's exactly what these people who will run articles like this will not do they will yeah. never debate because they don't have a leg to stand on right. whereas smith is willing to go out and engage with people that he disagrees with yeah and debate them and prove them wrong right and that's something that these pussies will never do like they'll never debate nick fuentes and be like, you know, prove that he's wrong. They'll just write hit pieces from yep. behind their laptop and, you know, call them names. So, you know, I have a lot more respect for Dave Smith for, you know, quote unquote, associating with people he disagrees yeah. with to prove them wrong than I do these people. <laughs> and it's crazy how, you know, I mean, even for, you know, at the end of the no, maybe not at the end of the day, but they, they still claim that they're libertarians and they still can't see how much of a failing tactic this is. I mean, they see it in Wait, the who, corporate who press. Who are you talking about? Claims the just the people that are like the Beltway libertarians that are oh. trying to you know crash the Mises caucus. Yeah, it's such a failing tactic, and you see it every single day with the Democrats and the corporate press and. They, it's like one, it's like that, the, the, you, you became the very thing you hate. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. It's like, well, it also shows you that, like, it's, it's, it's even harder to do it without money and power. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the, you know, the Libertarian Party is maybe trying to do that, but they don't have the money of, like, the progressives and the Democrats that have a ton of swing. And, and they don't have the power. corporate press behind them. Exactly. Yeah. So it, if that tells you anything, you know. Yeah. 
Right, like, like it, you can't get it done without <laughs> insane money. Insane money and insane, I don't know, just Which media. And... leads you to believe that it's all bullshit anyway. If money can prove your point, then... Yeah. And I, I guarantee you, um, you know, now that the Libertarian Party is uh, mostly controlled by the Mises Caucus, they're going to garner so much more percentage of the vote in the next election. Yeah. It's going to be like a record-setting election. I guarantee it. it for the, depend, for depend, the Libertarian Party. Yeah, yeah, depending on who they end up running. Well, I mean, you, know, you look at... Uh, from, if they run Dave Smith, they're getting 20% of the vote easily. <laughs> but uh, Well, just from uh, 2016, they had 3.3% of the vote. And right. the year And the, the election prior, they only had one3 So they went yeah. up, you know, granted, it's 2%. Like, it's not a shit ton. But for the Libertarian Party, that's, that's yeah, fucking huge. It's because... And Joe Jorgensen was like... A shitty libertarian. Yeah, she she was better than um, what's his name? Yeah. Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson and Bill Weld, but um, she was definitely an improvement. But she wasn't, you know, what what the she definitely wouldn't uh, side with the Mises Caucus and what these like you know what I would call true libertarians right. uh, would would say. And that's the thing is they're they're going to bring up some things that are you know very uncomfortable for people to think about and it's gonna it's gonna garner attention people are gonna but it's gonna force to you to actually think about it like it's not right. like you, you can't just pick a side with a lot of these good libertarians you know what mm -hmm. i mean like yeah you actually have to put some thought into it it's gonna be like when ron paul was in a republican presidential debate yeah. you know it's uh -huh. gonna be actual thought-provoking arguments well that's <laughs> the thing it's, it's gonna be pro uh, provocative yeah you know? and it's for a lot of people it's gonna be mm -hmm. you know shocking I, you know, you're gonna have to pay attention to. You're gonna hear all the. Uh, if you vote libertarian, you're right wasting your vote. You're gonna hear all that now. It's like, oh, so you don't mm -hmm. actually give a shit about what I have to say or what I or your principles, my, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. like like democracy is great and all, unless you want to vote for a third party, then yeah. we don't care about. Exactly. Th then you're wasting Precisely. your vote. Yeah, yeah, but it, it'll definitely argument. be interesting if they if that does take place and to see, you know. Boys, yeah. if Dave Smith runs, yeah. I might just vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just kidding. Same. No, I, think, I don't know. I might. I don't know. I think it's. A I good, would vote for him. A good for thing sure. for our listeners who are Boot. you know listen to us, or maybe you're listening the first time, and like liberty-minded options or liberty, just liberty in general, is something you're interested in. But it's one of those things where the past ten-ish years or even more, the Libertarian Party has been a joke, which it has been for the most part, right? Uh, I think what we're trying to say now is it looks like and it should be not a joke anymore. It should be an actual place where if you are interested in liberty, less government, you know, sticking to more of a like actual less government, though, not like what Republicans. Exactly. Say. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, uh, this is more of a party now that should align with you and be worth your time to listen to more and maybe not involved. But, you know, take a look at the, the option. It's not going to be some guy who talks about drugs, then backtracks when someone brings it up you know it's gonna be a party where whoever they have it's dave smith or whoever is gonna hold i'm assuming gonna hold their place mm. and stand when they're asked the questions yeah no the the libertarian party used to be a place where you know you'd have a guy arguing that driver's licenses were immoral and that there shouldn't be an age of consent but now <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a place where they're going to say that we should abolish the Federal Reserve 
and <laughs> and uh, and have really compelling arguments and cut the military spending budget by ninety percent. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, if Dave Smith's anywhere near the media when it comes, because I know he does that Kennedy show. I think sometimes on Fox. Uh, I think it's Kennedy. Um, yeah, Kennedy. Yep. Uh, you know, if he's if he's running, or if it's he's close to the Libertarian who is running for president in the next election, I can definitely see him. He's going to be the person asking, "Hey, what are we still doing in Yemen? Right. What happened to the forty or by that time probably hundred billion dollars that we sent to Ukraine?" Yep. You know, he's now they're going to be asking questions that for libertarians are important, and maybe for me personally aren't like the most important things, but. In the grand scheme of things, they're going to get a lot yeah. of attention, so Me- it is important. Meanwhile, on the you know Democrat versus Republican debates, they're going to be arguing over whether we should have spent thirty-five billion or forty billion on Ukraine. Yeah. Whereas the libertarians are going to say, "Why the fuck are we spending anything on yeah. Ukraine? Right? <laughs> Why are we spending that? Why are we in almost forty trillion debt? Why is inflation at twelve percent? You know, climbing every week. Yeah. You know." Yeah, it, 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 hopefully, and it should be a good time. Yeah, this next four years. Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll see. Hell yeah, brothers! I wonder what kind of uh, hit pieces they're gonna. Uh, it's gonna be air quote I think it's gonna be pretty easy. I mean, not because I think Dave Smith is the bad guy, but he's a comedian. Oh yeah, right. They're I mean, take... it's, it's gonna be easy pickings. Right? I can't wait to see the articles that NPR rolls out on uh, on Dave Smith when he finally makes a name for himself. Yeah. Oh, I in mean, it's going to be... It's gonna be but the thing with Dave Smith, though, is is since he's been on Rogan, and Rogan, he has friends in Rogan, they went after Rogan, it literally did nothing. If anything, it, uh-huh. it bumped his... Yeah, exactly. So Dave Smith will have a similar response, I think, to that. Yeah, I think so, Where if so, they too. come after him... It's it, only going to get his name out there more. It's only going to get his name out there. It takes one good guess on Rogan to have that conversation about whatever they say about Dave Smith Yep. to bolster him and kind of give him more standing. Mm-hmm. And that's all it takes. Not only that, I, people, just the fact that Rogan's buddies with him is, like, already enough, I feel like. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? one of the things that I think yeah. they hate the most about Rogan is, like, whenever they do put out these hit pieces on people. and like, He comes out and is like, nah, he's like, that's not what it is. He's like, all right, I'm going to have these people on and see what their side of the story is. Yeah. I'm going to have a three-hour in-depth conversation <laughs> with yeah. them about this. <laughs> right. And an hour that will be about DMT experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, the 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 establishment hates how much influence he has on the national and fucking conversation. Five million people are gonna watch it, you know. Yeah, it's it's insane. I think he, I think he's closer to like twenty thousand, twenty million. Wait, yeah, oh wait, oh you, oh right. you meant the establishment? Yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, I was talking about uh, the Rogan episode. I have no idea how many people watch Rogan. Honestly. Yeah. I think it's upwards of like twenty million. I don't yeah. know. That seems high. Yeah, I think it's more like that. Might six be or like seven. some specific episodes I mean, lately. Well, I mean, but he's internationally. He's popular. Probably, he's so, probably averaging ten. So I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, eleven million per episode. Okay, yeah. that's insane. That's Damn. so many. That people. is wild. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's incredible. insane. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The, and then Nuts. and then yeah, Tucker Carlson gets about three point two four. CNN's all the way at the bottom. Wow. I mean, even that. It's eleven to three point that's, whatever. That's yeah. CNN's primetime average. So that's like multiple shows. That's not just you know Tucker yeah. Carlson is one show. CNN is that's their entire primetime. Can you imagine viewer. if eleven million people were listening to this podcast? <laughs> that's insane, man. That we is... would all never be able to work anywhere. Yeah, but no. that'd be fine because because we'd be making a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, bonkers, though. 
That's insane. It's got an insane amount of pool. Like, yeah. insane amount yeah. of pool. Yeah. It just, yeah, it goes to show, like, what we were talking about. They've tried to take him down, and it doesn't, there's nothing they can do. And I like the the point that Dave Smith brings up a lot with Joe Rogan. It's like, he knows he's not right all the time. He knows he gets shit wrong. Yeah. But what people value the most about him is he's not intentionally feeding you bullshit. Yeah. He's legit just having a conversation where yeah. he, he might not know what the fuck he's talking about. And but that's why he's having the conversation to try and figure out what the fuck it is going on. He'll flat out say it. He's like, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Explain this to me. And <laughs> people are just craving to not be lied to. And people aren't dumb. You can tell when fucking people are lying to you. Yep. Oh, right. Well, I don't know. Not, I don't know about NPR readers. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Some people do want to be lied to. That's the reality. Yeah. yeah. Comforts them. Yeah. Come. Uh, Brevard <laughs> County, Florida. A Florida man is facing charges for allegedly using an improvised explosive device to blow up someone's mailbox over a dif- dispute about landscaping fees. Wow. Wow. That's dangerous. Pay the man. Yeah. I mean, if you paid him, you wouldn't be. <laughs> he looks like a nice guy. He looks like uh, if Cam just took a wrong turn. Yeah. <laughs> Cam, just, just one wrong turn, and this is where you're Cam like, didn't yeah. stop scaring kids on the boardwalk. He just kept going. It's like if I, if I never got married to Emily. Someone, someone texted me this morning, or two days, a couple days ago, and asked if you were on sauce. If I was on the sauce? Yeah. Oh, that's, I feel like that's a compliment. It is, yeah. yeah. I'm like, no? You're looking pretty no, like, oh. Not yet. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to the rest affidavit, neighbors in Brevard County called 911 on Thursday night, May 19th, after witnessing an explosion of a mailbox on their street in Merritt Island. The report, citing an explosive ordinance disposal member, said the force of the explosion bent a street sign located next to the mailbox and sent shrapnel roughly 50 feet away. Another person said the device was considered to be a manufactured destructive device, which could include a bomb grenade, pipe bomb, etc., and was not put together hastily. Peter J. Dusek, 29, was booked into jail on several charges, including making or possessing a destructive device, possession of a destructive device to cause bodily harm, and aggravated assault. According to the report, the homeowner told deputies that he was sitting on his bed when he heard a loud explosion go off and saw his mailbox blown up. (laughs) He said he moved into the home 48 hours earlier and was informed that the people who moved out owed the landscaper money. Oh, no. Was he in the same house? Oh, same guy? Oh, no. Mugshot of Peter Dusek. Dude, (laughs) accused of using explosive dice to blow up the mailbox, photo via... Neighbors said Dusek, who reportedly managed lawn care for some neighbors in the neighborhood, believed he was owed money from the previous homeowners... Though the quality of his work was questioned. <laughs> According to the report, one neighbor was unaware the previous neighbors had moved out. Wow. Wow. I think there's something more to this story. Wait, what? Oh, okay. That's that, a yeah, story. I thought the same thing. I'm like, that is like, not wait. the same guy. Um, but uh, so honestly, though, I, I mean, I get it because if you've seen those properties in Merritt mm-hmm. Island, they're like super long and like massive, you know, they're like long and narrow and they're like, you know, they got like acres on acres and it's just like flat lawn so this guy was probably out there for a whole day mowing this lawn and you know they don't pay him yeah i'd be a little, I'd little blow upset up too i mean that's their i'd blow up their house for that one <laughs> like yeah. for journalistic integrity right it's like you don't even ask this guy what were your other things did you like send an invoice to give him <laughs> yeah. the 30 days did you send the second invoice with interest <laughs> yeah. or you just immediately go to like a month without getting paid and you just fucking put a pipe bomb in this guy's <laughs> mailbox it's like a butterfly effect. Yeah. Uh, he, thing. I don't know. Based on his uh, 
booking image or his uh, whatever they call those. What do they call those? Mugshot. Mugshot. According to his, or based on his mugshot, he looks like the kind of guy that would resort to that after not being paid once. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. He's like, oh, you're not going to fucking pay me? Are those neck tattoos or is that body hair? No, that's it's, neck tattoos. It was a combination. Yeah, Which, again, combination. neck tattoos doesn't mean anything, but within more context of what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I little. mean, a neck tattoos with a guy, like, associated with a guy who's going to blow up a mailbox? Yeah. A little different than a neck tattoo of, like, you know. It's a guy like who the, does your taxes. It's yeah. like, you know, after 9-11, people be like, you know, not all Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslim. Well, it's like, <laughs> you know, not all neck tattoos blow up mailboxes, but everyone who blows up a mailbox has a neck then, tattoo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, it's, yeah. it's a very effective way to get paid. Is know? it, though? Because, like, what are you do? Like, cool, you blew up my $90 mailbox, bro. <laughs> like, what else are you going to do? Not only that, isn't that a felony to tamper with somebody's yeah. mailbox? Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Like, this guy's probably got a pool. <laughs> Just, like, fuck up his pool pump. Yeah, that's that probably, probably the worst. That's probably the worst thing. I have a question for with. you. Mm. How do you deliver that mail? I mean, you pull up, a mailbox is blown up. You, oh, don't. you don't. You can't put into nope. a damaged mailbox? Nope. So what do you I mean, do? That, that mailbox is on the ground, bro. I mean, you <laughs> blew that the, thing to pieces. It's no mailbox. Air. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't have a mailbox, you don't get mail. What? Okay, so now, like, what? say your mailbox is, I bang like, it back. I bang it back to the office. Hold it. Just the post is snapped, and it's, like, slightly bent over? No, I mean, if I can get it in there, I'll put it in there. But if it's hey, on the ground... Okay. So what if you <laughs> open it and you see a cylinder metal device in there? What yeah, do you do? You get thinking, the fuck out yeah, of there? Yeah, I go. <laughs> I go quick. You don't deliver it? Uh, no. Come on, deliver it. I don't it. deliver the bombs, bro. No, you deliver the bomb, but like, hey, there's probably like a, a bill in there. The guy won't ever get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dude. You're a pretty shitty libertarian, dude. What? If what? you have bills and you're not going to blow them up. Yeah, mm. yeah, good boy. You, you got a couple or IRS not, letters. Allow them to blow up. In there. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Bro, I can't imagine just rolling up on a bomb in a box. Right? <laughs> that would be a day, dude. I'd be like, this is not a good day. <laughs> you immediately just put it in drive and just fucking go over to the next house. You're like do squealing you, out in that. Do you shit call box. someone or just pretend like you never saw it? Dude, if I saw a bomb in someone's box, what do you do? I feel like that. That's like worthy of like, hey man. I, I think there's a bomb in this you box. Call, you, you call your manager. <laughs> I want somebody to die. Go knock you, on the do you door. Call hey, your buddy. manager. Or do you have like a list of like of people I call? Yeah, <laughs> to go is deal it, with the bomb. Is there like, a protocol? Yeah, for do this? you have like an EOD guy's number? You're like, hey, pretty sure this is a bomb. You might want to come look at it. <laughs> the Hurt Locker shows yeah. up. Fucking Jeremy Renner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's wild though. Yeah, bombs, mailbox, bombs and mailboxes. Not, I mean, not the greatest. That guy pissed him off. You know, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what to say. Don't piss people off. Especially pe- people who look like that. That's I, d- I did it again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess screaming, dude. I got to um, down. I'm sorry. I'm a little. I'm this. This my left ear. I'm deaf in my left ear. Long uh, COVID. Oh um, God. <laughs> I did you ice plunge today? You always get a little little feisty. When I did ice plunge. plunge. I did ice plunge, but I got diarrhea. So similar. Mm. <laughs> Don't similar. diarrhea in the ice it's, plunge. It's a plunge, but different yeah. different manner. It's a purge, actually. It's a purge plunge. Mm. You're, pl- you're plunging the toilet. Mm. Yeah, I still got something funky going on in my stomach. I, I may have to run out of the room in a <laughs> few minutes. But Colin sent me that picture of that. Here, I'll just pull it up. Uh, it's the I survived a tummy ache shirt. You ever seen this shirt? No. We're going we're gonna to buy this for you. <laughs> yeah. You've had a lot of tummy aches. Tummy ache survivor. <laughs> that, that's you this year. COVID, a little tummy ache. Then you're deaf. You had a little tummy ache at work. Get another tummy ache a couple weeks ago. Dude, turning 30 was not easy. Florida snipers <laughs> cover rescue divers in alligator-filled Miami Pond. <laughs> Ooh, Sounds like a good, good uh, source of tax. 
Florida snipers gave cover for divers who jumped into an alligator-infested pond to search for a missing mother and her son. Oh, wait. For a missing mother and son. Okay, yeah, I read that right. Nevis? Nevis? Nevis Matos, 80, and her son Mario Laza, 56, were traveling along the Florida Turnpike in Miami on Friday when they lost control of their vehicle and careened into a retention pond off the highway. Witnesses dove into the water and police rescue teams followed. But cops realized that the waters were teeming with alligators oh, no. and had snipers around the rescuer <laughs> to halt poten- any potential attacks. Footage from the incident shows snipers lying on their stomachs with guns trained on the water as alligators swam around the pond. Models was eventually located and pulled from the water and survived the incident. Damn. Her son died at the... I love how they say snipers and he's just got an AR. Yeah. He's just... He's literally just a dude with a gun. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, They're a legitimate concern in Florida, though. And well, you don't just you, dump in canals. For jump sure, in but what I mean, damn! Like anybody who knows dick about guns, like you, you don't shoot at water. Yeah, it doesn't go no. through, right? It, it, no, well, I mean, it it can't. Like it, it will, but there's also like an extremely high likelihood that it'll just fucking bounce off the water. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when you're at that angle. Yeah, like, like if you're, you're at a steep a angle, you can do that. But, I mean, this uh, guy's, like, laying on the shore, like, I right guess, on the side. I guess they're hoping it's, like, Peter Pan. You can see the eyes of the alligator. Just pop him right between the yeah. eyes. Yes, dude. I don't, I don't know what the Also, like, what the this guy must is. think he's a really good shot with that AR-15 to hit that alligator. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I just imagine, like, all right, it's I dead, it. right? The guy, people fall off the road. Oh, turn bike. That's cool. Um, but like you also get like it's like, <laughs> what like, did you even say? I don't know. Oh, don't bike. Yeah, it's our bike. People following. That's that sucks. Joe Biden moment. But you know they're in there and they're like, hey, hey, before we guys jump in, we're gonna set a perimeter around this lake and just tag all the alligators we see. God. And just like watch them, dude. <laughs> just like set up a perimeter. <laughs> you know that guy just and he's like. You fucking move way too close, you son of a bitch. I'll blow your head off. Yeah, this was the guy, that guy's greatest day at work. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Neve is like right behind the alligator. Yeah. What yeah, that? it just gets ricocheted right to the dome. What was that, uh, <laughs> that movie SWAT? He's like, hey, she's SWAT dead, but the fucking alligator is not there anymore. So I don't remember SWAT. SWAT was the Jeremy Renner, I think Jeremy Renner and uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, that was a great movie. Right? I think one of the opening scenes is like a hostage situation and like the SWAT sets up with like a sniper. This yeah. one, the old ass one yeah. from Dude, I yeah. haven't seen it since like a sleepover when I was like ten. Yeah. So wait, Jared I don't that, remember is the Is that Jeremy uh, Renner? I don't no. remember the plot. That's Colin. Jeremy oh. Renner's the guy that came back evil. Oh, what the fuck? He's in it? Yeah. Yeah, dude. This was a fucking Oh yeah, like, you're right. I, I remember the throat mic. I remember thinking, Whoa, that's so fucking cool. Oh yeah, that was so stupid. I remember oh, seeing yeah. that for the first time like ever as a kid and I'm like, Whoa, dude, what is that? He's got like, a choker on. Yeah. It looks like one of those neck guards that they made you wear in high school hockey. So yeah, and get your throat sliced. I love, I love the vest too with the like unnecessary random rivets all up and down it. <laughs> yeah, like what are those with the fucking collars? Uh, yeah, but yeah, gotta, look, gotta love about. like early two thousand, late nineties tactical movies. Oh, yeah, they're the best classics, dude. man. It's contributed heavily to the uh, boomer culture of tactical gear. Yeah, <laughs> where they just have like fucking pouches all over the place for no fucking apparent reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where am I gonna put my gummy bears? <laughs> I need a fanny pack for my fucking pussy uh, <laughs> for my sour patch kids. <laughs> that was a good movie, though. I remember that movie. All right, anyway, next story. Florida, oh Jesus Christ. Florida man <laughs> exposes himself, defecates in Treasure Island surf shop, police say. 
And that it, looks, it happens. That so, looks like me in 50 years. So I picked this <laughs> only because I was there. I didn't see this happen, but I was... You saw the turd? I was in close proximity. <laughs> I didn't know this happened, but I was in that Treasure Island area when this happened. Oh, nice. Wait, right, so no, I wait, wait. Sorry, I, I don't want to cut you off. I just had this thought. Yeah. Those alligators. Yeah. Do we have any reason to believe that they were maybe <laughs> sleeping with Eric Flowers? <laughs> or... No, no. That's a good one, Eric right? It's close. <laughs> it was Nelvin, the son. Was Nelvin? He was that his name? I don't know. It is now. <laughs> was he sleeping with Eric Flowers' wife? Eric Flowers paid one of his deputies to run him off into the that oh, is what happened. alligator infested And pond. the snipers were there to take him out. Exactly. Yeah, as they, they were hoping to, to uh, cover the alligators, oh, yeah. they were going to shoot him. Because they know they can't shoot him. They're yep. bad shots. Yep. Sorry, I w- When's the last time they shot anything over 100 yards? I yeah, want to sure. read this one. Uh, it says, A Treasure Island surf shop had quite a mess to clean up after <laughs> police say a Lakeland man defecated on its floor and used a shirt to wipe oh. it off. Man, at least he wiped it up. I, I mean, mean wipe a pick would have been a better. He could have used his own shirt. Yeah. Oh, he's sixty nine. Nice. Oh, I, I thought you were reading it. Uh, so, according to Treasure Island Police Department, <laughs> Gary Peter Bush, <laughs> sixty nine, walked nice. into the surf style shop located at ten seven zero one Gulf Boulevard, exposed his genitals, and proceeded to defecate <laughs> on the floor near the dressing room. Yeah, so he just got a, a handful of his his, his uh, boys and then just taking a dump? Like, what's uh, going on here? Witnesses told police Bush wiped himself with a shirt belonging to the store, oh, creating oh, a biohazard out of the top. <laughs> oh, my God. Bush was arrested later oh in the day God. after being recognized by the store manager. That's According the to the arrest report, Bush told officers, I was at the store earlier to get clothes. <laughs> I returned to the store to get more clothes. I bought an outfit. <laughs> but Bush oh, is facing dude. charges of criminal mischief and exposure of sexual uh, organs. That's not good. So, uh, do you think the exposed his genitalia? You've I feel like that's implied, right? Well, because he was just he just dropped the, the sword, yeah, to take a dump. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if it you're wasn't shitting like intentionally, like, I feel like yeah. If you if you shit in a store, I mean, chances <laughs> of you exposing your I feel like he thinks this is kind of like a situation like, you know, you go in a gas station every once in a while and they're like, no, bathrooms for customers only, you know? So he's like, I bought an outfit. He's like, yeah. you know, what, what do you want from me? I fucking I what? bought some shit here. Like, oh, I he, can shit wherever thought, I want. He right? thought he was being arrested for using the bathroom without <laughs> buying something. Yeah. So he was like, no, I fucking <laughs> bought something. He's like, bro, I got some clothes here. Like, he's like what, what do you mean? You can't buy a $30 pair of uh, <laughs> yeah. flip-flops and shit on the floor here? Yeah. He's like, I shit after I bought something. Yeah, that's a good point. It definitely sounds like that's how it went he down. He thought it was that kind of situation. Oh. Imagine know? him at his, like, uh, his booking hearing or whatever, and the judge is like, all right, you're being charged with this, this, and this. And he's like, I bought... Wait, you're charging me for shitting? He's like, I bought something. <laughs> what 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 kind of state is it? I can't. He's like, I thought you were charging me for using a bathroom without buying anything. <laughs> I can't. I can't buy a thirty dollar pair of flip flops and shut the floor nowadays. Oh my god, can't have fun. Yeah, Biden. What what Biden America is this? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> but, uh, Some outrageous stories there. I was wow. I was there that day too. Driving around trying to find a parking spot to uh-huh. go to this shitty beach in Treasure Island. <laughs> was that pun intended or you just... No, that, that it was, was a shitty beach. It was a shitty beach for 45 <laughs> minutes. Gary must have been there beforehand. So yeah. this, I, I completely understand why he did this. <laughs> Another 15 minutes, I would have been as, as unhinged as to park in a legal parking spot. So there's no parking on that side of the island. And just shit in any one of those places. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe yeah. you couldn't find a bathroom with so many people. Yeah, he's like, hey, uh... 
there's no parking here. How am I supposed to park and take a shit? <laughs> like, he probably had to park five miles away from that shop. By the time he was in there, he's like, I have to shit now. Mm. Like, I can't get the bathroom. We've all had that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, some more than others. I get it, dude. I get it. Yeah. Wow. Shit and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> when you gotta go, you gotta go. You know? It's classic Florida stuff. Yeah, man. It's shitting at a sheriff shop that probably is full of shit anyways. <laughs> I wish we had a. I wish we could interview this guy. I wish we could call him, right? Yeah, Gary Peter Bush. Like what happened? Yo, how funny would that be if we started a skit where we like call inmates? <laughs> that would be awesome. Can we do that? Yeah, call inmates. Yeah, I we'd have to like you know find them first, right? Well, yeah, they would yeah, have yeah. to. I feel like they would kind of have to call us. No, uh, can you call the can you call the prison and just yeah, be like, hey, yeah, can you, I talk to Gary Peter? Call, yeah, you can call in be- between certain hours, depending on what jail it is. Okay, mm. uh, probably not the hours that we record. So. Just use up some guy's phone, like one yeah. phone call for the week. No, no, no. You you have to pay. Yeah, you pay we, we'd have to pay. Yeah. It'd be worthy. It'd be worthy. Worthy uh, expense. Yeah. yeah, for a funny mm. little skit. I, it might be just worth it just to call and be like, hey, who's available right now to talk to <laughs> yeah, just, Who's, like, right next to yeah. you? What are some, like, really crazy charges you guys have on some people? Uh, we want to talk to the craziest one. <laughs> That'd be fun. Got any shitters? Yeah. That's, a, that's a, like, a really good idea. We should, like, look into that. That could be, like, legitimately a lot of fun. <laughs> that could be hilarious. Like, like, look, dude, check, check this out. We're calling you. We're going to put, like, $10 in your commentary. You're just going to be open with us. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a court date and in which you probably shouldn't do this. But yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk to our lawyer and see if there's maybe some sort of like, I don't know. Like, some because, sort of because this is kind of like a comedy thing that like, yeah. you know, these inmates, they can kind of say whatever they want. Yeah. 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 And have fun with yeah, it. It's satire. Confess whatever. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But also, I don't think, again, like Nick said, I don't think they're taking phone calls this late at night. Yeah. We, that's something we would have to do during the day, I, I would imagine. Pre-record. We'll yeah. pre-record. Mm. We like just we just like meet up for like lunch and just call an inmate. Yeah, <laughs> lunch inmates. It's called call calling it lunch, lunch mates. We're we're like, mates. We we're should like try and like become a... pay pals with pay, pen pals with one of them. <laughs> yeah, we're like sitting at Salt and Pepper Barbecue just talking to an inmate on our fucking video <laughs> <Yeah>. chat. Fuck. <laughs> That place is phenomenal, by yeah. the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah have all you guys been? I haven't been yet. No. Oh, oh, yeah. Fuck I mean, I, it's like worthy of a shout out on here for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, if you guys haven't been to Pepper and Salt, that oh, I that, said it backwards. You said Salt Pepper, yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't been to Pepper and Salt in Vero, that new barbecue joint that just opened up, that fucking dude knows what he's doing. That's for sure. Yeah, mm. so it's good. Yeah, it's real good. Except he, you know, should put the salt on before the pepper. That's just my opinion. Well, we don't know the procedure. He might do that. <laughs> He's had Alzheimer's when he made the name. Pepper yeah. Salt. No one says well, that. <laughs> I think that's all we got for you guys. Anything else? No, I got to go into the bathroom. That's it. You got shit? I'm not sure what's going to happen. Go. Good night. Friends, but Lord, they proved me wrong. What seemed to be my rescue turned out to be a trap. Suddenly I was alone inside the demon's house. He drowned the walls with the blood of mother going through his side. And I couldn't escape. 
And every move I made was wrong Tonight is in the game, it's too bad 